to 6. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing has been made. Nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God, whose name was John. One of the things I like about Thomas Risley is we've got a lot of people who can do a lot of quite creative things. And one of the people involved in the service, so I'm pointing at you now Tim, very rude to point, isn't it? But one of the people involved in the service doing the sound desk back there. It's always good to be good to your sound man, okay, not mess you with your mic and stuff. But one of the other... As well as being sound man. I'm trying to be nice to Tim now this morning, rather than fiddling with my mic. One of the things he does do is those posters... Have you seen them? The one on the screen and the one everywhere. And every year, he comes, well, in fact, more than every year, isn't it? Because Easter, you do the same as well, don't you? You do tremendous posters. And what happens is I borrow them. They're they're displayed here, which is fantastic. Round of applause, thank you very much. But also, I nick them for limb. And then everybody thinks I'm wonderful. (laughs) And what I do is I say, Tim, Tim, please could you adapt this poster? And this year I thought, because you've not been well, had you really? And I thought, Tim, I can't really ask Tim to adapt this poster. But the Lord is good, because somebody at Lim came up to me and said, I do Photoshop, would you like me to do anything or any posters? Yes. Um, so he took Tim's poster and adapted it for Lim. So your posters now have gone to all of the churches in Lim. They're all trying to do things with your posters. It's wonderful, isn't it, to use talents like that. But it's not just the Photoshop, which is quite a difficult thing to do, but it's also the kind of imagination and the idea behind the poster. Because we've had all sorts of weird things over the years, haven't we, Tim, on the posters, all sorts of ways in which you can see into Tim's mind, really, and work out, sorry, Tim, he's now going to really adjust the mic. It's see inside his mind to see his perspective on stuff, really, and, and how kind of, it's like advertising, isn't it? The quirky way in which you get a phrase. And, and bend it round and actually help it to mean something. And the phrase for this poster this year was, Jesus is the star of Christmas. Now then, Tim, what does it mean? Don't answer that, by the way, because I've written it down. What does it mean, Jesus is the star of Christmas? Actually, it's not surprising that we struggle, perhaps, to understand what that really means. Considering that even the disciples who met personally with him in the flesh struggled and really didn't always understand what it meant that Jesus was a star. And sometimes they got entirely the wrong end of the stick. And some of that understanding is portrayed in the, um, have you seen the film Jesus Christ Superstar? It's a bit old now, isn't it? You can get it on YouTube and stuff like that. But I actually suffered this film um, because James did it for his A-level music a couple years ago and I had to watch it and to be honest... There's some good songs, but some of the theology is distinctly iffy, I think we could safely say, that some of what it says is a bit strange. But one thing that they did get was the misunderstanding that some of the disciples, perhaps like Simon the Zealot or maybe like Judas, obviously, how they misunderstood how Jesus was a star. He wasn't going to be a military leader. He wasn't going to come in and and bash everybody and, and make them go to submission. He had a different type of star quality. So let's just see a little bit about how perhaps Jesus Christ Superstar, we'll have a clip of this, how it portrayed something of the misunderstanding. This is a motif that runs through the film. 
Why you let the things you did get so out of hand? You'd have managed better if you'd had a plan. No, why'd you choose such a backward town and such a strange land? If you'd come today, you could have reached the whole nation. Israel in for BC had no mass communication. Don't you get me wrong? Stopping it there, you perhaps wanted to see a little bit more, but but it was just the kind of idea of, of how um, many people would see that Jesus was perhaps somebody who'd come in with with power and kind of overwhelm people, but clearly his type of stardom was a very different type of role. And when Tim on the poster, sorry to pick on you, Tim, I didn't even mention I was saying any of this, but when Tim did the poster, I think what he was thinking of is is how perhaps we need to put Jesus as top of the tree. We need to put Jesus as a priority at Christmas. Is that right? Yeah. And how he is the star. He is the most important thing, but he's not a star in a kind of starry kind of Hollywood kind of way. I don't know if you follow, not the stars, that's astrology, isn't it? But if you're into kind of celebrity at all whether you actually have met any stars or seen any kind of personalities at all. Have you, have you ever seen anybody famous? Or have you? Who have you seen? Cliff Richard. Oh, now there's a star, isn't it? Really excellent. In church, and it's Cliff Richard. Brilliant, wonderful example, Sue, there of a star you've seen. I've occasionally seen them because Monday is our day off. When I say Cliff Richard, he doesn't go to Manchester on a Monday, but... Around the Granada Studios, if you walk past at lunchtime, which is by the time we've got up on our day off, sometimes we'll walk into Manchester, quite often seen some Coronation Street stars, and I quite like spotting them. But I don't know about you, I don't know how you were with Cliff Richards, Sue, but if anybody's seen somebody who they've not been introduced to, but just clearly seen them at a distance, I don't know how you are. I tried to pretend to be cool. I try and pretend I've not seen I look, just to check they are, and then I look away. I'm not one of the autograph people. I don't know if you've been the autograph people. Emily's talking because Mike McIntyre, haven't you? If you ask her about Mike McIntyre later, I wouldn't have been cool with him, but that's another story. But normally, certainly with Coronation Street level of stars, I can definitely be cool and just say that I've seen them because I've seen, I've seen that one, um, the one Ashley, I saw him. God rest his soul. I saw him actually outside of Granada Studio. Did you see it? Sorry, I won't go on to that. But anyway, I've also seen um, Gail and I've seen Fiona, who used to work in the hairdresser, and all those sorts of things in Manchester on a Monday. But there we go. But as I say, I never actually speak to them because clearly they're not interested in me at all. Last week, I actually was in Manchester, Monday before last, and I saw somebody who wasn't on Coronation Street. I saw somebody who has been in Hollywood. And I was ever so slightly starstruck, although I couldn't remember his name, so clearly not the biggest star ever. Vern J. Troyer. Should we have two pictures on, do you think? This is a starstruck picture. There we go. But the next one is Vern J. Troyer. I don't know if anybody recognises him. Let's have the next picture. Do you recognise him? 
He's been on Austin Powers. He's been on Mission Impossible. He's been in The Grinch. Not that he was really in The Grinch. He was just a voice, I'm guessing, or one of the creatures. But anyway, Big Brother he was on. Don't watch that. But I actually had to look up um, famous dwarfs and images to work out who he was. Because those of you who don't know Vern J. Trier, he's actually um, what they call in America, where he comes from, one of the little people. Actually, it's rather like buses. It wasn't just him, but there are three other dwarfs with him as well. What I'd done was I'd been to the Oasis Christian Centre place in Manchester and I dropped Evan Andrew at Evan's Bikes place. And then I was on my way back to meet him in Evan's because he was really quite bored because I went to the music shop as well. I went to meet him in Evan's and I said, I've seen him, I've seen a famous dwarf. Don't know who it is, I'll go and find out who it is. <laughs> Obviously I say not that famous. And I, but I saw like five dwarfs. I thought I was having kind of a hallucination. I saw five dwarfs walking towards me in Manchester. Not only Vern Jane Troyer... But also another famous dwarf who I recognise of something. But unfortunately, Google didn't even recognise his image as being that famous. But I don't know whether it was something like one of these Robin Hood Saturday afternoon kind of films. I saw him as well. But anyway, I put two and two together. I put two and two together because in the Palace Theatre in Manchester at the moment, there is... You got there. Okay, so I'm reckoning. Although I did, you do, don't you? I got back and I googled and I tried to find out who the dwarfs were, but nobody would say. But I'm guessing the fact that I saw five of them walking towards me, that that's actually what's happening. They were rehearsing. So that was one of my encounters with the star last week. But I actually had, um, in a sense, two encounters, or I have had over the last couple of fortnight, couple of weeks, um, two encounters with the stars. And the second encounter that I had with the star was a bit more like the Tim Skinner, not the Tim Skinner, sorry Tim, but you know the Tim Skinner to star, though it said on the poster, I had more of an encounter with an important star, Jesus, the star of Christmas, um, a couple of weeks ago at the weekend, on our Alpha Away Day. For those of you who are there, you know what I mean, <laughs> that I met with, if you like, Jesus, not um, that he was there physically in the sense of, of um, you know, flesh and blood and, and, and that kind of thing, but, but actually met with him, had that experience of actually the presence of God. So I met with Vern J. Troy on Monday, and the previous Saturday I'd had more of a star encounter. Let me give you an example. There's two examples of the afternoon. I'll begin with the first example of that star encounter at um, the Alpha Way Day. Ron will back me up on this. Ron's here, aren't you, Ron? You know when we were praying, because we were at the back of church, I won't explain the geography, but basically we're at the back of church because it's pews and they're not comfy. So we sat at the back of church and we turned, turned the church round in our minds really. We were, Ron and I were praying whilst Andrew was doing the alphabet at a certain point. And we were looking towards the window and the people who were listening on the alpha way, they had their backs to us. So picture the scene, Ron and me standing up in the pews behind people whose backs to us listening to Andrew. And it was the time in the Afro Away Day when um, we were actually particularly looking for um, the opportunity for people to receive when we prayed. This is the end of the talk, and then we were going into a time of prayer. And Ron and I both prayed. And as we were pre- quietly, as we were praying, um, I'd been praying that the light of the presence and, and the Holy Spirit and w- would come into, into that place and upon the people. And Ron poked me. I don't know if you've ever had a Ron poke, but it was quite a gentle poke. And he said, look. And um, he said quietly, thankfully, because people were listening to Andrew. But um, as he poked me, I noticed what he meant, that the, the light, the sun, a star, by the way, 
The sun had um, come down into a certain place in the windows and it really shone really, really brightly. And it was just so incredibly powerful, this sun that came through. And it was, I felt, it was a bit like the rainbow in Noah's Ark. I'm just looking up the rainbow there. A bit like the rainbow in Noah's Ark was a sign of, of the covenant of the promise of God. Both Ron and I felt really at that point that as we were praying, that was a promise that God was saying, yes. My Holy Spirit will come upon this place and will be resting on these people here. So it's like that promise of God. So that was my first um, example of um, a different kind of meeting with a star all at the same weekend. It's that star that the poster talked about, that star that um, we remember at Christmas time. And I suppose with Tim's poster, it was a bit of a play on words, really, that not only was Jesus a star, but also, if we look at the next picture, that's the window one, by the way, moving on, the next picture. Sorry, I should have, should have poked you, Colin, shouldn't I? Sorry about that. The next picture is, is from that um, film of the nativity. Actually, it's on BBC. There's a, a nativity film coming up this week. I don't know if it's been announced, but that's really worth looking at on the BBC. But, but this film... Um, is an illustration of the the light of the star coming into the stable scene. Because, really, the star at Christmas was the star over where Jesus was born, the star over the stable at Bethlehem. And we read about that star in Matthew 2, verse 1 to 2. Now, when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, Behold, there came wise men from the east to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he that is born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and have come to worship him. That's that Matthew 2 passage. So at the Alpha Away Day, we had something of the experience of that star. We had something of the experience of the presence of God that was symbolized in the star over the stable at at, um, Bethlehem. That star was symbolic of the real star, Jesus, entering into the world. I mentioned that um, in that Jesus Christ superstar, really people misunderstood very often what Jesus was about. Jesus was king of kings. He was or should have been able to command great respect and great honor from people. But for Jesus, there was no autograph. There was no red carpet. He was actually treated rather like Prince Charles and Camilla were treated this week. Do you remember that story when their window was smashed in of their car by the rioters? And that's more the way that Jesus was treated. He wasn't treated as royalty usually expect to be treated. He was treated and abused and obviously we ultimately know died for us. We read in Philippians chapter 2 about the way that that happened and about the understanding that Jesus had about how he was actually going to be a star. Philippians 2 verse 6 talks about who being very nat- in very nature God, he did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, Jesus made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being formed, found in appearance as a human being. He humbled himself by being obedient to death, even death on a cross." 
So that, in a sense, is the essence of the incarnation, the essence of God coming to earth, that he could have come demanding great trumpets and splendor, but he came in a way that was a self-sacrificial sort of way, less kind of a star-spangled banner, but more, I know this is a bit of a corny way of expressing it, but more stars and stripes. Shall we have the next picture? I don't know if many of you are familiar with the Isaiah 53 passage, but it talks about the star Jesus. It's a prophecy about him. But also, you might might realize in this reading, as, as Derek reads to us, something about what those stripes actually mean, and it's nothing to do with the American flag. Thank you, Derek. Isaiah 53, verses 1 to 6. This is um, taken from the King James Version. Who hath believed our report, and to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant, and as a root out of a dry ground. He hath no form nor comeliness, and when we shall see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. He is despised, and rejected of men, a man of sorrows, and acquainted with grief. And we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised, and we esteemed him not. Surely he hath borne our griefs, and carried our sorrows. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned every one to his own way, and the Lord hath laid on him the iniquity of us all. That is the essence of the Christmas message that... Jesus came, but he came not for a purpose to be exalted, for the purpose to actually give his life to, for our forgiveness and for our healing. And it says about that in the Isaiah passage. I really didn't just have two star experiences last weekend. We had the Jules, I can't even remember his name, Vern J. Troyer experience. We had the um, experience of the, the light as a sign, the sun, the sun as a sign of the presence of God. But we also had um, really a kind of a second experience um, of the star still at the Alpha Away Day. That as well as the promise that God gave, he also then really did touch and bless people. Um, that there are several people even here today who um, would be able to give testimony to that, but I don't want to drop the minute. But uh, maybe afterwards, if you want to ask me, I'll say who they were, and, and uh, I know that uh, they're happy to, to share something of the experience that they had of the real sense of the presence of God and how he did answer the promise through that sign of actually touching people and blessing people. One person who was happy for me to share their story, who actually isn't here this morning, was somebody that you don't know. Um, And this is about the second star experience. And I just want to share something of what happened to them on that day. 
that when we were praying, we just prayed, and what we did was, because people were facing the back of church where the window was, where the sun came in, and um, as they were praying, myself and Ron were, were praying at the back of church. We'd moved away a bit, and um, Andrew had started to pray with somebody, and um, we were just gently praying. We, we didn't um, say anything. It was very quiet, and we just said to people, if they want to come back to the front of church um, to actually be prayed with, feel free to do that, or if they just want to sit and just listen to God and, and you know, let him bless them where they are, then they're welcome to do that. So there's no pressure for anybody to be prayed for. But one of the people, and a number of them were sitting, there's only one being prayed for, was sitting at the front of church um, and looking out towards the window. And one of the person who was being prayed for um, said that what they did was, after they'd been praying, they looked up at the window and um, they saw what it seemed to be like a vision of a cross and a man on a cross. It turned out later to be a chimney pot, but amazing what God can do, really. But, but they saw in their mind like a, a, a cross with a man on the cross. Should we have that picture then? That would be good. Nothing like that, but anyway. But they had a, a picture in there. Um, they saw ahead of them um, a picture of the cross. And as they looked at that and they saw the cross, they heard an audible voice calling their name. And they turned around and they looked to see if anybody was actually calling their name, and nobody was. And it, it wasn't us, Ron, was it? It wasn't Andrew. It wasn't anybody who was praying. Nobody had called their name. But because their name had been called, um, then they turned around and Ron went like that and, and beckoned them to come and be prayed for because they'd stood up, you see. We'd assumed that they wanted to pray and they were just looking around. And then they came and they were prayed for. And through that time of prayer, God really blessed them and um, touched them mightily. And really through that experience, it was a very, um, a very good experience of the Holy Spirit for that person. But maybe another day they'll share a little bit more um, with you if they're, if they're not working and, and busy today. But um, the, the promise of God to actually touch and bless people actually happened. And that was a very transforming and, and a healing experience for that particular individual. So for me, it wasn't actually necessarily meeting with God but for that person it was and as I say other people who were on that day would testify to the way in which God touched and blessed them so three experiences of Jesus the star no two actually one's Vern J. Troyer but two other experiences and there are more of Jesus the star of Christmas meeting with people and I just want to just say three points I think although I've not counted Three points as to how it's different meeting a star of Coronation Street or even Hollywood and meeting with Jesus. And there are many more differences. But the first one is, when I saw Vern J. Troyer and his four other dwarfs walking towards me, I don't know if you've ever seen anybody famous at a distance, they have their eyes straight ahead. They don't look either way because they do not want to engage in eye contact. Have you noticed that if you've seen them? Because, obviously, I might go, hi. Please could you back? And, and you can understand it, can't you? Because they don't really want to be bothered with, you know, people like me, obviously. They're too busy getting on with their own lives. So their eyes are straight ahead. And it struck me that on Saturday at the Alpha Away Day, Jesus wanted to meet with people. He wanted people to focus, to actually come and, and, and to look him in the eye and to actually be in his presence. So it's rather different from a normal human star. And in that experience that I shared of, of the cross, he called that person by name. I don't really know the people that I've met, and they certainly don't know my name, but Jesus knows our name. Also, 
any of the mini experiences of seeing stars at a distance actually really, apart from using them as illustrations for sermons, actually have no real big impact on my life. They are certainly not transforming experiences. Maybe they would have been if I'd have gone up and really made a nuisance of myself. That may have actually had to transform my life in a negative way. But normally if you meet or see a star at a distance, it makes no difference to your life really. But actually, experiences like um, a number of people had at the Alpha Away Day are transforming to your life. When Jesus actually meets with you, you don't go away the same. You go away with some touch, some impact, maybe a fresh understanding and a fresh faith in him, maybe with healing, maybe with, it talks about in Corinthians about how the kind of, you're being transformed into the likeness of Christ through experience and also through working with him. Encounter with Jesus star does bring transformation. And then also I thought, for those of you who work on a Monday and just can't you know, walk past the Granada Studios at lunchtime, it's quite difficult to meet with stars, isn't it really? Unless you buy their tickets and go to their shows and that kind of thing. So you have to go out of your way, don't you, to be in the right place at the right time. But for Jesus, none of that is actually important. He wants to meet with you here today. It's good that you're in church for that. But also, he wants to meet with you just in your own home, in your own room, or even as you're walking around. God wants to meet with you every minute of every day. So those are three ways in which it is different meeting Jesus the star than just merely seeing a star at a distance. But also, finally, with my final picture, that's my star, there we go that we mentioned the poster thank you Tim with all those information things on it as well that if you've met with Jesus it's really good to introduce him to other people as well because you've had that personal experience of Jesus it's good to invite other people to come to a place where maybe they will perhaps glimpse for the first time a star Jesus who is the focus and the most important part about Jesus and I'd really like to urge you that to encourage and to invite people. It's brilliant you've handed out leaflets and things around the area, but also just that personal invitation is a tremendous um, way of actually inviting people in and drawing them in. There's loads of things going on with appealing to all sorts of different people, right from the Elevation Youth Service tonight to the Nativity next week and the Carols by Candlelight. All of these things are things that people would not in the least be bit be offended by being invited to. They can always say no, but, but perhaps listen to God on that and think it may be good that somebody perhaps is the right person to invite. So I urge you to invite them to meet Jesus, the star of Christmas. So that's probably about as much as I feel that it's important to say, which is a cue for Adam. Because what I'd like us to do now is just to give ourselves the opportunity to... Um, listen to God and to meet with him and when Adam and I were discussing on a Friday night at the service this morning that he said there is a song which links in with the idea of the stars and stripe and the transformation of, of Jesus coming and bringing that promise of healing and, and new hope and that song may be an opportunity just for you to listen to God and to meet with him so just be quiet and listen Call to the water, you who thirst and you'll thirst no more. 
come to the Father, you who work in your work no more. And all who labor in vain. And to the broken and shame. Love is here. Love is Love is pouring from his hands, from his brow. And love is near, satisfies. And streams of mercy flowing from his side. His love is here. Come to the treasure, you who search in your search no more. Come to the lover, you who wants in your one no more. And all who labor in vain. And to the broken and shame, and love is here, love is now, love is pouring from his hands, from his brow, and love is near, satisfies, and streams of mercy flowing from his side. Out to the bruised and fallen captive, found a broken hearted. He is the Lord. He is the Lord. Yeah, by His stripes He's paid our ransom. From His wounds we drink salvation. He is the Lord. He is the Lord. His love is here. Love is now, love is pouring from his hands, from his brow. And love is near, satisfies, streams of mercy flowing from his side. And streams of mercy flowing from his side. His love is here. Love is here. His love is here.